This episode is sponsored by Caddyshack Bistro, your favorite new watering hole. Located next to Crust Pizza Company on Spring Cypress and Champions Forest Drive in Spring, Texas. A place where dreams come true. The finest spirits, wine, and tasty food. It's where the locals go. Use code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your next order. This is the Three Bam Podcast. You can do the intro if you want. This is the Three Bam Podcast. Interrupted. Oh, do it again. Sorry. This is Three Beers and a Mic. Estamos haciendo el Tres Bam Podcast. This is Three Bam Podcast. This is Three Bam Podcast. This is the Three Bam Podcast. This is the Three Bam Podcast. Three Bam Podcast. Three Bam Podcast. This is a three band podcast. This is three beers and a mic. Welcome back, everybody, to the three beers and a mic podcast, international edition. Oh, um, I'm actually uh, streaming with you guys. Uh, I'm out of the country for the next week and a half, uh, celebrating a milestone birthday, and. Um, here with my pops and having a great time. However, you mean your 40th? Well, I wanted to just say milestone. <laughs> yeah, I'm 40. I'm old. Yada, yada, yada. Um, but I wanted to make sure that I was on this uh, uh, episode with you guys. Um, so over here, it's around five in the morning. And I actually woke up. That's impressive. That is impressive. Um, yeah. We have a whole bunch of topics that I'm excited to talk about. Some of the topics will be kind of old. Uh, we'll be discussing our review of Ghostbusters Afterlife and some old Spider-Man news and footage from uh, the Disney event they had a few weeks ago. But then some of it will be brand new stuff as well. So follow along with us at uh, all of our uh, social media websites, Three Beers and a Mic on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter. Uh, please follow our um, our central hub, uh, Cross the Streams Media, um, which we've talked about numerous episodes before where you can... Um, Listen to a bunch of different shows from our co our uh, our co team where we've come together, put our podcast in a central network to deliver the content to our audience, including a most recent episode from Burn Appetit, starring uh, I think Denny's was y'all's choice. I haven't listened to it yet. Yep, Denny's. How was it? How was it? No spoilers, but not great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, the, no, the episode was good though. <laughs> the pictures you posted on social media were just like piles of food with a different type of sauce on top. Pretty and much. Like, that looks not good. Um okay, so uh let's uh let's let's get this show started. Um Adam, what are you drinking? Uh today I'm drinking my same usual shit. Uh Dos Equis. Awesome. And uh, mm-hmm. apple cider. Standard. All right. Uh, yep. uh, so I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let Dwayne go next, and then Bernie, and uh, I'm gonna go grab something real quick. Thirty seconds. Go ahead. All right. I got a. Uh, I found some Saloon Door Ridiculous AF. It's their peanut butter chocolate stout that I always talk about. They. On tap, they call it Tasty AF. I don't know why it's different in the can, but still just as good. Tastes like peanut butter? Yes, it does. Tastes like a 
peanut butter cup. And then from our guest on Burn Appetit, Jamie, I have a couple. Uh, I have Fest Beer. I don't know who this is. They're out of Harrisburg, Virginia. Bridge, uh, Brothers Craft Brewing. So it's a Oktoberfest beer, Mars and style. Oh, Oktoberfest, I, nice. I have a Colch Ale, 1923, by Millstream Brewing Company. And they're out of Iowa. Yeah, you drink all that shit? Yeah. Sounds awesome, man. Some. I may have pregame too. I don't know. I no. <laughs> I think you did actually. Um, yeah, uh, Bernie, what do you got? I'm drinking Goose Island Oktoberfest and going out on a limb, Michelob Ultra. I was gonna right. say, oh, yeah, you're drinking it right now. <sighs> awesome. Not not the amber this time though. Nope, not the amber. It's all natural, baby. So I'm actually I, I went ahead and screw it, man. I'm on vacation. I don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna drink a beer with y'all. So I've got uh, Singa beer, which is a Thai beer that they sell here. And usually the the different um, uh, I don't know if they sell this one actually in the United States or not. But usually the beers they sell over here are very low in alcohol content. But this one actually has six percent. So that's mm. pretty good for a beer in this region and um it kind of tastes like a blonde a little bit um and it's actually really good so i'm just gonna have one because it's so early and after this i have to go back to bed so cheers okay. guys i think you don't, they... you don't have to go back to bed you can... <laughs> well, we got a we got a long day planned today so i gotta i gotta get some sleep all right so real quick before we get into our topics of the week i wanted to ask you guys something because i had never heard of this show and it just came across my uh, feed um, today when I was getting ready uh, for the podcast. Have you guys heard about this show on Amazon Prime called Wheel of Time? Yes. Yeah. Is that something that was big that I just haven't heard about? Or, or are you guys starting to hear some of the reviews coming out for this show? They promoted it heavy. Okay. Anybody know what it's about? Because apparently it's fantastic. And uh, I, I want to start watching it, but I wasn't sure if any of you guys had seen it yet. I've seen it. I like it. You like it? Is it about time travel? Nope. No. No. Okay. All it's right. a wheel. You remember I watched... Lost? Remember that one season of Lost where they can move the island with the wheel underneath? Yes, I do remember that. It's like that. It's like so that. It's like that. Okay. No, that was not. a terrible season. <laughs> I, I watched most of the first one. I didn't honestly. I didn't care. For, I thought the acting was like horrible. I just couldn't get into it. I thought it was gonna be like a Game of Thrones type thing, but you gotta give it more, more like than a, half an episode. I know, but it felt like uh, like a Hercules TV episode. Like, <laughs> oh man, I love that show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Hercules and uh, Zena. I, did, that I was just very... didn't feel like like the, the actors like wanted to be there they were just like going through the motions is what it felt like to me sounds well, like you were was, going through the motions Dwayne. yeah that was well that was kind of like what i think either bernie or Dwayne brought up that new show on netflix called arcane um where you guys watch the first or second episode you're like eh, it's you know it's okay it's not really my thing 
But I mean, that show had been getting awesome reviews. And um, I downloaded the full season to watch it on the plane over here. I got through episode four. Show's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's really good. I like it a lot. I don't know anything about this world. I don't know. You like that, Adam? It's like League of Legends, right? Based on it's, the yes. game or whatever. And I know I don't know anything about that that world, the universe, the games, the whatever. Um, but it's really good. I like it a lot. All right, so Wheel of Time. I'll I'll start watching that on my way on my way home. Okay, so we're going to start off with an older topic um, for a movie that came out about three weeks ago, which we were supposed to discuss last week, but due to the holidays, we delayed our episode until now. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife came out. Uh, the first weekend's box office was about like forty-five million, I think, something around there. So uh, around there, didn't, yeah. didn't do crazy numbers. Um, the movie was delayed for over a year, and uh, you know some of the trailers were hit and miss. We've talked about that before. I was going to so, say who won? Uh, who won the uh, predictions? Bobby. Bobby. A, I think I, I think Bernie did. I forgot what I said. Said, we're all in like 60 million plus range. I think I, I did. I said too much. No, yeah, you had Adam had 120. What? Oh had Lord. 71. I had 78 and Brian had 50. Wow. 50. I overshot it at 50 too. Wow, dude, you were right. Uh, well, so two of our panelists uh, today have seen the uh, film, me and Adam, and then uh, Bernie and Dwayne have said that it can be spoilers, they don't care, um, so we'll talk about the film. We're not going to break it down piece by piece, but we'll give our general um, consensus on what we liked about it, give our score, and then um, Bernie wants to do a guessing game on whether the theories that he thought were correct were actually correct. So, uh, Adam, what did you think of the film? I mean, have you seen the first one? You've seen the second one. Just with kids, you know, they brought the same characters. They Wait a minute, you mean like the first original Ghostbusters? Yes, I mean, you thought that was a kids' movie? No, no, he's saying that this. Okay, so you're saying it's like the first one, just with children. Okay, yeah. I understand. You know, Bernie's prediction number one. <laughs> well, the same, yeah, the same evil, the same instead of big. Uh, Puff, little puffs, you know, same as little's popular now. Little cute things. Yeah, little little stay puffed marshmallow man. Yeah, uh, I, I think you're referring to the the again spoilers, of course, that the the evil big bad at the end was Gozer. Yeah, which was the same you know villain from the first movie. All right. Um, okay, so uh, did you like it though? Did you enjoy watching it? Did you have fun, or did you just walk out of it like man? Well, I, I did enjoy it because, I mean, it's a movie. But it, I, like I said, it didn't really uh, surprise anything. On, you know, I, I had already it's seen it. Yeah, predictable. Okay. Uh, did you like um, that the uh, original uh, cast made an appearance? Well, I was surprised at that. I only thought Dan Aykroyd was going to come out. Uh, so the other three were okay. I mean, they brought Ernie Hudson too, so it was okay. I mean, nothing really great. Did you think it was? <laughs> did you think it was too much nostalgia? Like they were just they were playing the nostalgic beats 
beat for beat just to kind of get a reaction from the audience? Yes. Okay. That was one of Bernie's concerns as well. Um, okay. Uh, overall score out of 10? Six. Okay. Ooh, that's harsh right. from Adam. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty That's pretty low, man. You don't go below an eight very it's often. It's the same thing from the first, you know, same evils, same uh, – same scene, you know, different environment, same uh, plot. So um, uh, I went and saw it opening weekend, and uh, I, uh, you know, I had read some of the reviews ahead of time. I had heard that this movie really plays on the nostalgia of the first two. Um, I had a feeling the original cast were going to be there. My assumption was it was going to be at the very end when all things seem lost and the good guys have are defeated and then here come you know the saviors to to help them out and that's exactly what happened um dan Aykroyd's character uh ray did play a part in the middle of the movie he was the owner of the bookstore who answered the phone when egon's granddaughter was trying to get a hold of the original ghostbusters to find hey. out what happened to her granddad um what's going on in this town why are all these weird things happening and all that type of stuff? Did he answer the call? He did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, there were, as I was watching the movie, I was just texting general things to our, our group chat. Like, man, this movie is actually better than I thought it was going to be. Um, as it started winding down, um, I could see some of the nostalgic parts that they kind of threw in there just for, nostalgia's sake, like the little mini Stay Puft Marshmallow Men, the Terror Dogs, uh, Gozer came back, um, you know, the Key Master, all that stuff from the first movie, it was basically that movie again, but instead of it taking place in New York, where the whole world got to see it, it took place at a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, um, where the spectacle was not as big because you didn't really feel like people were in danger because the city wasn't looking at a skyscraper with lightning raining down on it and a huge marshmallow man. Uh, it was just a farmhouse in the middle of the middle of the woods that, you know, had this epic battle scene taking place. Um, so uh, were the kids annoying? No, I didn't think so. I thought that Egon's granddaughter, uh, I forget her name, was awesome. Uh, I Isn't thought she it, was uh, really what's good. It Chloe something. Isn't it that girl? Probably, yeah. I thought she was great. Um, uh, the, the 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 kid who plays in Stranger Things, Finn, uh, I think his name is. He was great too. He was actually kind of he was actually kind of the comic relief. Um, Not you know, Paul Rudd. What? Not the most handsome man in the world. Yeah, isn't that what he was labeled as? He when I was in New York a few months ago, he was on billboards everywhere, modeling like clothes and watches and all types of stuff. Um, they they recruit another friend from the local school named Podcast, where he has a podcast that he uh, talks about supernatural events, and he only has I one subscriber. It. What? I hate it. Yeah. I already he hate only it. Has, he only has one subscriber. And his one subscriber is Dan Aykroyd. Fuck so you. Ray is the one <laughs> subscriber he has. Fuck you. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, 
here's here's the one thing I want to talk about though that I don't like, and I've never understood this in movies before. Um, there's a stereotype where if you clearly are in a family and one of your children is like super smart, right? Does great in all of the testings, um, has a wonderful um, after school chess. I know where, uh, I know where this group. is going. Yeah, chess group or um, has, you know, uh, is in drama class, whatever the case may be. The parent is always, whenever they're Idiot. talking about their genius child, is like, man, I hope she really figures it out one day and, you know, can just be like the rest of us. Where's the movies where the parents are like super proud that their fourth grader like aces all of their exams and this is Robbie's wonderful science fair right project. <laughs> Repressed memories from his childhood. I don't understand this. Like, I just hope that she <laughs> figures it out one day. God, you know, these 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 straight A's are really getting me, you know, worried. It's unbelievable. And thankfully, why can't you be more like Kevin, Rami? Thankfully, yeah. No, shut up. My brother's smart. That's not funny. <laughs> uh, thankfully, uh, Paul Rudd's character. Um, you know, it starts having an attraction towards the mom who inherits Egon's old house. Wait, let me and guess. He was a teacher. He was a teacher. Yes, <laughs> she's his student. Can I can I guess that him and the mom turn into the uh, statue dogs? Yes, they do. Exactly. Uh, very, very good. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, they're the key, they're the key and the key master, and they turn into they the are. Terror. Um, but oh no, he, he had a moment where he took her out on a date and she was complaining about her very genius child. And he's like, what are you even talking about? He goes, your kid is a genius. He goes, do you want her to be stupid? And he goes, don't worry about her. She's going to be fine. And I just I like that little moment because it was someone in the movie recognizing this is a stupid stereotype. And he was telling the mom, you don't have to worry about this kid. You're, she's going to be all right. And that was, you know, one of my complaints. Now, but over- now, let me ask, though. I know she wears glasses from the previews. Did they get broken and she needed tape on them at some point? <laughs> no. No, the glasses did not get broken. I'm surprised that didn't happen. Yeah, that, that was did she not able happen. Was she able to fix um, either broken equipment or equipment that has been used for a while because she's super smart and also wears glasses. Okay. So you would think when she finds Egon's underground, like labyrinth of equipment and you know, the proton yeah, does she packs, fix, does she fix that she would stuff? be able to fix them? No. As, as we're going to be talking about, um, there's a spirit that kind of guides her through this movie. And what? Yeah. What do you mean? There's a, what do you mean? There's a spirit that guides her through this movie. What yeah, that's your worst nightmare, Bernie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, no, no, no. So what do you mean? Yeah, How do they Ghost show e- that? Ghost Egon is in this, is in this film. No, I know. I know. I know that. But what do you, how do yeah. they show that? They, they, they show was Ghost Egon just like or is it like, like is it like yeah, the so, wind um, at the that beginning like moves of the, pieces? At the beginning of the film, his essence is like trapped in this farm. And when she goes downstairs, there's clearly something that's of a spiritual nature that's moving objects, putting parts together, shining a light on something that she needs in order to put these proton packs back together. So she doesn't just oh sit down there fucking God. and learn how to do it. He kind of, he kind of, he kind of, directs her with like loud noises or with a light so that kind she's of she's not really a genius 
Well, no, but it, it takes away the the problem that Bernie has, where the, a, a nine year old knows how to put together a nuclear accelerator, right? That that just goes on your back. Yeah, and then adds a problem of ghost Egon. <laughs> yeah, so showing spirit, her how to do yeah, stuff. The spirit kind of, you know, like I said, you know, a book falls down and she finds a secret. It opens up to the right page. Yeah, a light shines on a part that she oh needs in a drawer. Or whatever. Yeah. So no, she doesn't do it by herself. Um, oh, well, thank God. Yeah. I, th- this way is stupider to me than a nine-year-old just being able to do shit. That <laughs> I can accept. Yes. If she just knew how to put together those proton packs, that would be Mommy, a ghost awful. is shining lights onto things. How is that that how is that not infinitely stupider than just a nine-year-old who's smart? I did because I didn't know that going into this movie there was going to be a ghost Egon. Like we kind of thought that that might be. Well, Bernie thought that but, might be the premise. But I, I think Bernie was thinking probably like me, like it, he'd just be at the end, like waving, like "Hey, good job," you like, know, to uh, like Return all of them. the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Like Return of the Jedi. Okay. <laughs> no, it was much more than that. Um, so he actually, because she is, and again they show this in the movie as well, which is great. When the kids try to use the proton packs, they are not good at it. Okay, um, they are destroying stuff. Their 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 their, their frame cannot handle these, you know, the huge weapons. And so uh, when you know, they actually the, finally in the first movie, the Ghostbusters also aren't good at using it, which is well, why it was like they, funny. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, they're not experts at this thing by any means. When they try to capture ghosts, they're just tearing up buildings and burning trees and, you know, destroying cars. They're awful at it. So when the the original crew come to save the day at the end, when Gozer has everyone defeated, and man, she's like punching these kids. It's crazy. Um, and the original crew comes back and uh, has their funny one-liners, which were actually pretty, pretty funny. Ghost Egon shows up to help guide her hands when they decide to cross the streams. And um, that's his contribution to the original crew is that he, he comes in to help guide, um, guide her wand with the original. Bernie's just stabbing his eyes right now. (laughs) What do you mean? You actually see a full like digital Harold Ramis. Oh my God. He doesn't talk. They don't use a voice alteration. Oh, well, thank thank God. Yeah, he doesn't talk. <laughs> he can he rest peacefully any... in his grave knowing that they didn't make him talk. Yeah, he didn't. He, they didn't do any of that. Um, he didn't have a conversation with the original Ghostbusters. They knew he was there. They saw his projection. And, um, you know, the, it was a it was kind of a cool moment, I, I think. Um, they didn't, there uh... were people in my movie theater crying at that point. Okay. What they didn't bring in Rick Moranis? There was no Rick Moranis. No, Janine was because he knows he knows better than to be in this fucking movie. <laughs> Dude, Rick Moranis famously retired from acting in like 1998 or something. He hasn't done anything in. It's not true. He did uh, that Mint Mobile or uh, yeah, Mint Mobile commercial. That's why that was such a big deal because and then he got punched um, in the face by someone in New York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. He did the Mint Mobile commercial, which was the first time he'd done something like that in decades. And um, he did it as a favor to Ryan Reynolds. And uh, it was actually pretty funny. He's super skinny now, actually. But yeah, so um, 
uh, over, I'll let Bernie get into his uh, other theories to see if they were correct, or maybe we talked about them all. But overall, I give the movie a six and a half out of ten. Um, I didn't hate it. It was it was a, it was a, you know about a, a D plus C minus zone. Um, I liked it though. I mean, I I didn't hate it, but it's it's not good. It's okay. Yeah. But so, Bernie, what did we not talk about? It's a renter. Yeah, you can watch it at home. Yeah. I was just going to give my guesses as to what the plot was. Um, sure. Just based on having seen movies before and knowing that this is just a nostalgia grab. But we covered most of it. Uh, Egon being in the middle of nowhere. Um, Did they explain I, that at all? <laughs> I would have guessed that he was like a maybe like not like a mad scientist but like he wanted to be like not around people anymore the town crazy yeah like the town crazy kind of guy is that why he was yeah, in the so middle of nowhere he was he was he was the town crazy dude who believed in spirits nobody knew in the town that he was an original ghostbuster because in this universe mm-hmm. the ghostbusters are very famous they they, they, they were, were on the cover of Time Magazine, yeah. But everyone yeah, were, everyone <laughs> forgot everyone forgot about the Statue of Liberty walking down the streets of New York. Apparently. No, nobody forgot about that. It's just they're they're living in a world now where the spirits have not been seen for forty years, and uh, it's just this thing where a new generation has come around. And if nobody tells you about it, like hey. Uh, remember, hey, remember, <laughs> remember all that crazy shit. Remember the yeah. state puff marshmallow man. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, like the kids in the movie have heard of the Ghostbusters, right? Not knowing that they were related to one. Um, so when they go to this farm, of course, Egon is there because he's a crazy crackpot, um, lost his mind, has all these books stacked everywhere. Well, that's the, the assumption, but but that's the assumption. He's protecting the, the reality. Yeah, is that he's there at that central hub point to maintain a defense That's like the doorway against the doorway opening again, uh, which, job, which, which happens. <laughs> yeah, which which according to the timeline happens. This happens to be right on that house. <laughs> yeah, conveniently every forty years. No, there's a there's a there's a a, a cavern um, where this mining company is. That had exposed Gozer's <laughs> resting place, so oh he set up he set up devices to kind of keep her at bay, and then um, of course that gets interrupted, and you know she 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 comes free, but yeah, he was because, there to battle that because yeah. Paul Rudd breaks all the the devices so she could get free. Correct. Yeah. He gets he gets he gets possessed by the spirit, and he goes there and. You know, uh, gets rid of all of those devices that Egon put in place to keep them at bay, and that's how she okay. escaped. So, mom and kid, I assume, inherit the farm, or at least move there. If I had to guess, maybe like a messy divorce or something, and she wanted to get out of the city, so she moves to her dad's farmhouse. She's broke. She's broke. No yeah. money. Okay. Yeah, she's a single mom, no money. Um, she gets this farmhouse and she doesn't tell her kids originally that this is where they're actually going to live, live. They just think they're going there to clean up their grandfather's remains and get all of his crap out of the house. But she says, no, this is actually where we're staying. So, of course, it's small town life, meeting new friends, going to a new school, all that type of stuff. I assume the first half 
maybe three-fourths of the movie is her just discovering shit and then, like, testing. Putting it all together. Yeah, putting it together, <laughs> testing equipment. The yep. scene with the Ecto-1 going down the town. I assume they get in trouble for that. I, I can't imagine kids in a podunk town getting away with <laughs> driving down the street. Nope. That was actually my, Yeah, they do. They They actually get arrested and they go to jail. And of course, the parents get called because the cops not going to hold them there. Um, it's not like right. the jail scene from the first one, is it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. They're actually in trouble. And of course, the mom shows up and is really angry. And actually, that was one of my favorite scenes. Um, Egon. Do they get their phone call? He, that's when they use the line. Yeah, that's, that's so when, when they call he, Ray. No, no, no. That's when they use the line. Who are you going to call? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> So the, the police, from jail, the, the mom. Yeah, the police chief goes to the to the cell and he goes, "Well, you guys get one phone call, and um, they don't uh, they respond they respond well they respond with something um, they respond with something kind of arrogant and childish because they're they're angry that they were arrested and this cop is being a dick to them, and he looks at them really seriously. He's like, "Who are you going to call? Like you're getting on my nerves. Who are you going <laughs> to call? Do they parents? call Ray and why?" <laughs> No, uh, so um, they they call Ray because they realize that he that that he is involved with with um, Egon's house, and they don't want to call the mom because they know that they're going to be in trouble. So they call him for help to see if 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 they can make what a connection. Be to... in trouble. Where's are they at home and they're calling Ray from the house, or what are you talking about? No, they're calling they're calling Ray from the prison cell. I just asked you if that was the phone call they make to Ray from the prison. You yeah, said yes, no. That is the phone oh call. Oh my they make. God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they call him. Yeah. And then he But why? How do they know who he is? So um here's what's here's what's cool about that. Remember the Ghostbusters original commercial and from the first movie? Five, where five, all five, five, guys... five, five, five. Yeah. That number is the number for Ray's bookstore on the supernatural. So they so, know that number. Because they Paul watched Rudd a, showed up. Yeah, right? they the watched. They he watched shows a, them a clips, right? Yeah, they watched a YouTube clip of all of the um, uh, commercials uh, and shit. Yeah, Paul Rudd. And, Paul Rudd showed. I remember that from the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, the news stories come in, and they get to see all of this stuff happening. They're like, "Man, we've always heard about this, but you know, now they get to kind of experience it." So, uh, they, the the who you're gonna call person they call is Ray. Okay. Anyway, one of my like I said, one of my favorite scenes is as they're as the mom finally shows up and realizes they're in jail and she's yelling at the kids. The the granddaughter asks the police chief. He goes, "I want my, I want my backpack back." And he's referring to the proton pack. And he goes, "That's not yours anymore. That belongs to the state." And she grabs the wand and like points it right at him. And she clicks the activator switch. And she tries to back out of the police station with that backpack. And the police chief says. You don't want to do that. Put it down right now. And that's when the mom and Paul Rudd look really scared. Like, holy crap. This little nine-year-old girl is like threatening this police officer with this accelerator weapon. I really liked that scene. I thought it was cool. She was really angry that they were taking away her grandfather's work and something that she rebuilt. Um, and uh, that, was, that was one of my favorite scenes. And that's Ghostbusters Afterlife in a nutshell. So, um, yeah. Bernie, I, I think it's worth a watch. I think you'll like it more than you think you would. Um, no. But watch it at home. 
but for free. Whenever Not gonna out. happen. Okay. Uh, I've so seen, I'll just rewatch the first one. <laughs> right, fair enough. Uh, all right, uh, so let's get into uh, some more um, movie news slash uh, Disney news before we get in. We'll end the episode with some of the thoughts on Hawkeye. Um, well, it's now official. Uh, the uh, worst kept secret in Hollywood that uh, Charlie Cox is coming back as Daredevil. Well, wow, who knew? It was such a shocker. <laughs> uh, and, but it's official now. Kevin Feige came out and he said, look, I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know where it's going to happen. But if we do reboot Daredevil or bring him back at some capacity, um, it is going to be this actor. So that is now. And it's going to be in a week. <laughs> yes. No right. way home happens. A week from this Thursday. <laughs> the after credit um, scene. He's, he just happened to be making this announcement a, a week before the fucking movie comes out. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, you, you've, we've, we've, look, the internet spoils everything. Um, now you have all these actors coming out, like Andrew and Tom saying, no, you know, the Toby's not in this movie, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. And so it's, it's unfortunately getting to a point where Marvel tried to keep a really big secret from everyone. It was going to be exposed 100%. And now everyone is just in denial mode. So um, do I like that more than then just coming out with the second trailer and just showing everyone uh, Toby's, you know, web shooters or something? Or um, no, Toby didn't have web shooters. He had the organic webbing, right? Right. It was like inside maybe, him. Yeah, like you, that's right. Or maybe you see like a piece of his costume or something like that. No, they're still trying to keep it hidden, right? They're still trying to make it a surprise. We all know it's going to happen. Um, but what if it doesn't? Bernie said this on our previous podcast. What if they're just not in the movie? <laughs> no, they are. Okay. The lizard in the second trailer gets punched by something, but they digitally removed whatever punches him. His head like snaps back. <laughs> something fucking punched him. It does. That that is that is clear in that trailer, which we didn't really talk about, but it's been out did, for so long. Do we talk about like I think uh Andrew Garfield is in the black suit? Guess not. No. Um, I think well, I think they, I think that's Andrew Garfield because they they keep kind of showing it too, like a little. They're trying to make it seem like it's, a, it's Venom or some shit, but it's not. No, the black suit is. Um, uh, it, it seems like it's some sort of mystical suit. Like it's in, it's empowered with Doctor Strange's mystical powers. Especially if you look at some of the action figures and the Funko Pops. It comes. He comes with that like glowing hand like effect orange. that Doctor Strange does. Well, it's like orange orange ball. But I think yeah, that's going to so... be Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Okay. Just yeah, favorite. I mean anyone's guess is, but no. but Venom but yeah, is so... definitely not in the movie. No, I don't know. After I, credit, he... I bet he's the after credit scene. One of them. There's a mystery on who the sixth member of the Sinister Six is. I think it's the Vulture. But I already I... sent. I already sent you who it was. It's the kangaroo. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, uh, that was the most evil of bad guys. The kangaroo. Yeah, so Charlie Cox is going to be Peter's lawyer, right? He's not going to have the Daredevil costume, but clearly, when Peter needs legal help before he goes to Doctor Strange and asks him to just reverse time, he's in it's a lot of trouble. She help. No, at this point, it's I not. hope so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, uh, I thought that was really cool news. Um, so I'm pretty uh, uh, pretty excited for that. Um, I just I don't hope know there's some 
mystery still, some secrets that we don't know about. Well, well, here's the thing with the Daredevil. Um, if, if they decide to do another TV show with him, Disney Plus has said that their streaming service is not going to have rated R content. Can you do like a watered down version of the Daredevil show? Because that's what made the show so great is that it was like really violent. Um, so we'll I don't know. See. We'll have to see how they handle Moon Knight and go from there. Yeah, that was yeah that was uh, the net that was going to be following me into my next topic actually because but they do like PG thirteen and stuff so you're allowed to show alien blood endless amount of alien blood no human blood <laughs> I mean that scene in season two of Daredevil Punisher murders just everybody in the prison in the jail cell oh my god yeah. that's so awesome yeah it was an, it was it was amazing. So having that type of violence and then going back to showing stuff off screen and, you know, you, you hear the stabbing noise, but you don't actually see the wound. But, but they could put it on Hulu. They do have Hulu. Nah, they won't do Hulu. No, I, think, I think it will be a lot of, like, hand-to-hand stuff. Okay. Like it's it's gonna really focus on like close quarter combats and stuff Dude, like that. Where have you, you're not have gonna you guys see watched uh, Hit Monkey? I have, and I hate it. I know, but that's like super violent. Yeah, so I watched one episode to go of that it, route. I absolutely hated it. I haven't seen it, but I'm. Is it good or is it not? No, I only watched one oh. episode too. Well, they, they keep saying it's good. Yeah. It's it was awful. Oh, okay. Well, good thing I haven't checked it. I probably won't. Yeah. No, so but th- that... I'm just saying they could do that type of show on Hulu because they're already doing it on Hulu with other Marvel stuff. Yeah, but they they do like the shitty properties over there. Like, I really enjoyed Modok, but like Modok, how do you do Modok in real life? You know what I mean? So eh, we just throw it on Hulu. Plus, it won't garner. I mean, Disney Plus is the prime platform, so I think they're going to find a way to tone down the violence and, you know, keep it on that platform. Which was one of my concerns. Which, yeah, well, which was one of my concerns with the next topic was that they finally showed like a forty-five second montage of some Moon Knight clips. Um, You get to see Oscar Isaac actually speak. Um, in his Mark Spector voice and in his Moon Knight voice, which I thought was really awesome. Um, you get to see bits and pieces of the costume, some imagery of him like beating up somebody in a bathroom. But of course, it's in the shadows and you don't see much. And so with a character like Moon Knight, who can be extremely violent as well, especially in the comic books, I'm going to be fascinated to see how they can pull that off. If they can make that show seem incredibly adult, and incredibly gruesome, but still maintain that 14 rating. Uh, it's going to be um, like Mandalorian, probably. That yeah, Mandalorian has some pretty gruesome stuff, but it's always involving aliens. Like you can you I can think... shoot a hole in a Star Wars alien character, but you can't in a human. Right, vampires. You can be fighting vampires. Or like in, when you shoot stormtroopers, they're in a costume, and all you see is like the burn mark. You know what I'm saying? So they have ways of getting around that. Um, especially, I mean, yeah, there are scenes in episode in season two where Boba Fett is just like pummeling a stormtrooper in the head and like crushing his skull. 
but a lot of it is is like sounds and well, it's just gonna be like Batman. Batman's yeah. PG thirteen. Yeah, that's that kind fair. of fighting in the shadows and like stringing people up, you know that kind of shit. Yeah, he does drop Falcone from like a, a, a four story building and his legs shatter. So there are some things that you can do to make it very adult. So if they can pull that off with Moon Knight, I'll feel less. Uh, I was talking about, about Batman and Robin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's no way that was rated PG-13. You know the scene with the bad guys, uh, the hockey equipment and stuff. They're gonna do that. Yeah, and here's the thing: they had bat skates, like like Batman. They're gonna they had that. a bat oh, credit man. card. What are you talking about? They had a bat credit card. Oh Remember, gosh, you paid for cool. everything that they promoted. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, they uh, Disney has said though they're doing a Daredevil movie, which will be rated R. When did they say that? Like, I think the Disney event or whatever. Well, I mean, okay, if they're going to do if they're going to do a movie, that's completely different. So, I mean, because they're also, you know, they've been saying they want to do something with Deadpool and that they want to maintain his adult. But but here's what I'm saying: like Bernie's like, oh, they just put shitty stuff on Hulu. But if they want to attract people to Hulu, what better way than to put on something like fucking Daredevil that people want to see? You know what I mean? I'd be shocked. I think they want people to go to Disney Plus, not Hulu. I mean, they want to. Did did everyone here watch the Moon Knight footage? Adam, did you see it? No, I did not. What did you think? He did not. Oh, you did not see it. Okay, I thought you said, oh, yeah. I'll watch it as soon as we finish. I'll put it on YouTube. Dwayne, did, did you see it? Yeah, that's fine. Didn't really show okay. much. I'm, I'm moving on to the next person. Bernie, what did you think of the footage? It was fine. <laughs> I mean, I Moon Knight's obviously my favorite, but they didn't like show anything. I think th- I think it's going to lean real heavily in the um, uh, multiple personality part of him. Uh, yeah, I think that's can... basically what the show is going to be. Yeah, they were showing him running away from like voices in his head or some like long hallway. He was holding like a book in his chest, like he's trying to figure out what's going on with him, and like all that stuff. I thought was awesome. Um, I thought I think, the costume. I think from the what coolest they thing they showed was him jumping across the skyline, but you couldn't really see. Yeah, much. with like the moon in the background, they have oh, like yeah. his little silhouette jumping across the building. That was pretty cool. I loved everything about it. This is going to be like. Um, this is going to be like the He-Man, you know, uh, reboot for me where you just all this footage that I see and all these things that I read. I just can't talk about this show negatively or just say it's fine. I don't even I can't even believe it exists. You mean it's going to be about literally everything, everything on the show for you? You don't talk <laughs> yeah. negatively about fucking anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> I gave Ghostbusters a 6.5. That's pretty low. Um no, I mean it was awesome. It was. You gave it a higher scary. score than Adam, though. Come on. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Um, you told me Ghost yeah. Egon takes her hand and helps her cross the streams, and you gave it a six point five. That does happen. They actually, <laughs> they actually hug. Well, oh, they hard. hug. Yeah. How do they, how do they hug? He's a ghost. Well, if he can take her hand and move it, then he can. That's true. I don't know the rules of this ghost. 
They gave oh her no. He God. gave her like a. It was you couldn't actually touch him, but it was. There's literally was, nothing you can say to justify. <laughs> it was like one of those. It was one of those like. Uh, I mean, no. The, the, he like hugged her, but fell through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could feel the energy. It was like an energy hug. I guess is the word I'm looking for. I, I thought that was nice. Anyway, we've already talked about Ghostbusters, you jerks. Um. All right, so last piece of Marvel news. It's not really news. It's our. It's going to be our predictions, and then we'll get into a piece of video game uh, news, and then we'll talk about Hawkeye. Um, let's do, because I, I think this is really fun, and this one's going to be very interesting to yeah. see what we guess our Spider-Man No Way Home predictions. I'll go first this time. Yeah, you can go first. Wait till you hear we'll go, guess. We'll go Dwayne, Bernie, Adam, and then myself. We'll do I'm the I like how the winner of these we never actually force the other people to drink whatever beer. Yeah, we, we never <laughs> we haven't done that. Yeah, just bragging, I just like right? guessing because this is. I mean, this yeah, music just to give people just to give people kind of a a, a precedence on how popular this movie is going to be. Um, it is the second most sold uh, uh, ticket in advance since Endgame. I'm so going. That, just to give you perspective, I'm going one twenty. Okay, one dollar twenty cents. Good guess. Yeah, hear. yeah. <laughs> it's it's a a tenth of a ticket. <laughs> I'm with you, Dwayne. Except I'm going two ten. Ooh, I'm yeah, going. Dude. I'm going big. Yep. I'm thinking about 98. Oh. Okay. So here's remember, this is not prices right rules. It's just whoever who's closest. Here's the thing that I think you guys are forgetting. Um, Endgame, I think its first weekend made like $319 million or something like that. I think it was like 350. Or, or so, yeah, it, it shattered all of the records. Like just unanimously, and it was yeah maybe three three fifty might sound more accurate. If this is the second most sold pre tickets, um, I think it's going to definitely do above two hundred. Um, I think it's probably go, did two hundred something. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go above two ten. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go two thirty five. Yeah, I think that's completely doable. I think everyone has been waiting for that big, huge movie to get back into the theaters. It's Christmas time. Kids are out of school. Everyone wants to see these old Spider-Men show up. I'm going to say 235. We'll see. We'll see. We'll know next week. My theaters weren't as filled as yours apparently were. (laughs) Well, I was trying to do IMAX. Yeah. I ended up finding tickets for Friday night. Um, so I'm going to go on Friday. Um, I'm going on Thursday at 4 o'clock because everything else was sold out. You got a, like, a show for 4 p.m.? Yeah, Chambers did too. I'm yeah. going to go at like 3 p.m. on Thursday if I can sneak out while our house is being packed up. Awesome. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, please feel free. I'm, I'm going to be the last one to see it probably. So please no, feel free. I'll let you know what happens. I'm going. Yeah, I mean, you can send like, oh it. man, that was great, or whatever. Nope. But um, I'll send you specific points. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually uh, pulling Chloe out of school early on Friday to go. 
That's awesome. Good for you. I figured, that's a good. I day. figured that'd be cool. Yeah, no one's gonna go Thursday, but it's that's cool something. To get out of that's school. the kind of stuff that she'll remember the rest of her life. Yeah. Absolutely, dude. Good for you. Isn't that her last day anyway? Yeah. For the that's semester, like, yeah. they're not fucking doing anything. <laughs> no, all that stuff is over. I remember my dad told my mom that he was taking me and my brother to church, and then we went to Jurassic Park instead. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. That's like I'll show my age here, but uh, my my Citizen mom had Kane. friends come over that they had kids that I didn't really care for. So my dad took me to see Flash see Gordon. Picture. Flash Gordon, baby. I love the Flash Gordon. Awesome. Movie. They take you yeah. to Nickelodeon to see one of those moving pictures, demand. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was the first Mickey Mouse movie ever. <laughs> Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Oh my god. All right, so um for uh for, I think for 3 out of 4 of us cuz I know Adam is not big into Xbox. Um we've been playing a lot of uh, Halo Infinite and the uh campaign dropped uh this week which um Good. I cannot Today. wait to play when I get home. Um, Today. Yeah, oh, today. Does that mean there's an update, or is it already in there? You gotta do a big update. Not a big yeah, update. They, this, they did not make the game available for that pre-download. You have to just wait for it to download it once it came out. So um, that's the first thing I'm going to do when I get home, is I'm going to start the campaign. But we've been able to play the multiplayer for the last two weeks or so. So I wanted to kind of get our impressions, because we don't talk a ton of video game news on here, but... Halo is one of our favorites, if not our it favorite. It hasn't really been much. Either. Yeah. So I want to kind of get our impressions of what we thought of um, the game in general as far as the multiplayer component. Now I'll, I'll go first. Um, I love it. I'll start on a high note. I know the progression system needs Wow, work. you love something? It's I do. Yes. No way. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know the progression system needs work. I know that the upgrades need work. I know that you have to grind constantly to, to get your levels to progress. But here's the thing that I really like about the progression system. Each level is a thousand units. It doesn't, when like in most games, when you progress to get from like level 49 to level 50, you have to get 10,000 units. Uh, you know, and then from 50 to 51, it goes up to 15,000 units. This is a steady thousand units per level that you have to gain to get your new equipment. That I really like. The daily challenges I think are not very difficult. Um, I like that. The, I like the scoring system gives you scoring uh, for your kills and for your deaths and how well you do in the individual match. Um, as a person, if your team loses, that sucks. But you get you know points for double kills and triple kills and you know. Um, your medals and all that type of stuff. I think that's really cool. Um, I love the visual style. It really reminds me of a mishmash between like Halo 2 and Halo 3. And the game, that extra year that they took to polish the game, it shows. Visually, it's stunning. Um, it's so clear. And that's what people are saying in the reviews is that games like Call of Duty and Battlefield that try to give you that gritty look where you look off into the distance. You don't really know if that's an enemy or not, and you're shooting it at nothing. This game is crystal clear. You know where your enemies are. The guns feel right, and the the 
if you suck at the game, it's because you're terrible. Um, and it's, uh, I think they did a really good job. So fix the, fix the um, way that you can gain credits to unlock more gear. Don't make it such a slugfest. And I think you've got a winner for multiple years. I love this way more than Halo 5 and especially more than Halo 4, which to me was the worst multiplayer that they had. Um, so awesome. I love it. Uh, Dwayne, what'd you think? Uh, took me a minute uh, just because I've been playing a lot of Apex, which is a lot faster pace than Halo is. Halo's clunkier compared to Apex, you know what I mean? Like moving and all that stuff. But now that I've gotten used to it, it's, it brings me back to playing Halo. Um, I like that I don't have to zoom in and shoot people. I can just shoot them. No, you don't. Like, <laughs> the, the, the reticle that they've made is very, very precise for non-zoomed in, unless you're using a sniper rifle. Yeah. Um, that's a very but good point. You're right. I've always sucked at the sniper, and I don't like when you zoom in on the sniper. I don't like that look. Like, I, you can't see shit. Like, I'm like, screw this. I don't even grab the sniper rifle anymore. Um, some of the 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 odd weapons are, I don't. Maybe I just need to get to know them. Like I, I've seen some people use them, and it's like crazy. Like, but I'm like, what the? What is this laser gun? I don't even know what this thing's doing. I'm just like fucking ghostbustering. Like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, I mean, all the all the classic stuffs there though. You get your spike grenades and. Sticky grenades and classic guns are all there. Just new stuff. I the, do have to the, say, I wish the grappling hook was just a, a feature that you had. I wish that was just a cool feature that you have to pick up a specialty thing. I bet they'll have playlists where it's grappling hook standard um, because I can see that being a standard feature without it being overpowered because you still have to aim your reticle at the person if you want to attach yourself to them and kind of go in for a melee kill. Yeah. Um, and and I can see that being a standard feature without it being too overpowered. I don't think it's overpowered. I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, I don't I think, think it's overpowered. Really, no. And I think one of the reasons why the guns seem so foreign to you is because most people, at least when they get the game, they go through one, two, three, four missions in the campaign where they get to try yeah. out all this stuff. Right. Um, but now you're, they're just throwing you into this sandbox where you have this lightning gun. You're like, what the hell is this thing? Um, and I like that the rocket launcher is a little bit weaker, like just, just like a tad. Like if they don't directly hit you with the rocket, you have a chance of survival. Right. Where the old rocket launcher had such huge splash damage that you became an unstoppable menace. If that being that. said, the hammer, although slower, I think, than passed is way overpowered like they can be well, 50 feet away from you they go blank i'm like what the fuck they're not even close to me it, it gives you that it gives you that um because when the hammer is hit it, it pushes you back a little bit and kind of disorients you but yeah it does kind of have a wider range of contact versus the sword of course which has to be close um i, I don't think it's that bad i don't i haven't died a lot from the hammer um, I know I haven't either, but when I do, it's not like it hits me. You know, like I'm not even close to them. And it's way slow if you've ever used it. 
It is very it slower. Is. Which and that's probably sense. how they that's probably how they nerfed it. They're like, we're going to make this hammer a little bit more powerful, but the swinging action is going to take a little bit of an extra frame or two. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Now, visually, it looks the same as every other Halo to me, and maybe because my I have the old Xbox. You guys have the new one, so it probably looks better to you guys, which is probably what they spent time on. So, and I have noticed, like, uh, like when I'm playing with you guys, like you guys load into the the play another game screen. Like I'm still like loading, and you guys are like checking out scores. I'm like, I don't even see them. So, (laughs) okay, so it's running a little slower. Okay, I understand. Yeah. All right. Uh, so overall, thumbs up. You're enjoying it. Yeah, I've been playing it. Awesome. I haven't, played it. I haven't played Apex in a few weeks, so sweet. We haven't Bernie, played Rocket League though. Bernie, you didn't say anything. Um, <clears throat> I like Halo multiplayer. I'm just not a big multiplayer. Like, it never catches my attention for a long time. I'll always go back and play like every now and then, but. I'm going to play the shit out of the campaign, though. I mean, I got the Halo Master Chief collection, the amount of hours I spent learning how to speedrun levels to get all those achievements of beating it on Legendary under, like, three hours and all that kind of stuff. My God. Hundreds and hundreds of hours playing campaign on that. That's, I mean, that's that's the Halo stuff I love. For a $60 game. I would, I would really like to learn all that stuff. It's just, it seems incredibly difficult because you have to watch professional videos to yeah. beat a legendary campaign in under three hours. And I don't think I have that type of skill. You have, you have to watch, you have to watch a speedrunning video, and then recreate it, knowing that one, one little tiny fuck up during the level, you have to restart the whole thing and do it again. Uh, so it's just repetition, and then, but like, I don't know. I like that kind of stuff. And then, I mean, this was when I had, didn't have kids and I had, you know, six hours a day I could be spending on learning this shit. I mean, obviously I can't do that anymore, but I like single player games better. The New Horizon um, Zero Dawn is coming out in a couple months. Mm -hmm. That'll take my, that'll take me away from Halo. It's fun. I mean, I like multiplayer. It's, but I, I like see, I, play I prefer multiplayer. I, I just I can't do I the same fucking thing every night. I, I can't I can't just keep playing. No, but it's that's what I like about it. it's I mean it's the same maps and stuff, but you're not playing a computer that you can figure out there how they fucking playing. Yeah. I mean that's how you can do a speed run is you figure out the computer and how <laughs> it works and fucking run through it. Yeah. Versus to me it's just the same and it just, I just it just feels tedious to me after a while. Like the the reason Halo multiplayer is so much fun for me is because um, it brings my brother back into gaming because that's the one game that he likes to play um, um, in multiplayer format. He's kind of like Bernie, where multiplayer he 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 doesn't like it. Um, he and plus he's a PlayStation guy. He admits that all the time. Um, but this lets him dust off his Xbox and he's texting us. He's like, okay, I have this black screen of death. I don't even know what this means. I haven't booted this thing up in four years, but then he figures it out and gets in downloads it, and has fun. Um, and, and so I like the social interaction of it because especially when you have a team of four, um, it makes it really fun. 
Um, and it's the one multiplayer game that I constantly go back to. I, I'm, I'm terrible at Rocket League. I'm awful at Apex. I suck at Call of Duty. Um, and at first when I was playing Halo Infinite, I was getting like one kill and eight deaths. It was awful. Uh, but I've been practicing a lot. I've gotten way better. And I really enjoy it because I actually think I can compete, um, especially if I get a team that just communicates with each other. I actually feel like I can contribute just versus just walking around being constantly shot at from people that I can't see. So um, I love it. It's great. And uh, I'm excited about the campaign. So if you guys start playing it and you like it, let me know. The worst played, is uh, objective one level. games. Hmm? I said the worst is the objective games when you don't have a team that's communicating and they're just everybody's just fucking running off. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going on. Those I don't like that you can't you can't pick to avoid those yet. No, right? the like I can't just gonna, do Slayer or Fiesta and stuff. I'm constantly playing fucking oddball and I hate oddball. Yeah, I agree with that. The the, the playlists are not as customizable as you would like. But that's definitely going to be something that comes out with a future update. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Plus, but like, I, launch the game with the game. Like, don't launch the game and then promise to add the game later. You know what I mean? And that's <laughs> it's not a Halo thing. Every fucking video game company does that now. They launch it and then they're like, "Oh, we'll, we'll add all this cool shit that we promised you like a year from now." Our roadmap. When when, when people start was, drop it off, then we'll add it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But by playing so many of those objective games, you do get to unlock some of the achievements that you wouldn't otherwise have done. Like there's an oddball achievement where you have to kill two people in the same match with the oddball. Um, yeah. Or in, in and I, I actually unlocked that the other day. Um, there was one with was a flag objective game where you defend the flag successfully three times in the same match. Um, so some of those you just kind of unlock you know what's naturally. Funny? I have no idea what achievements I have because I turned off that stupid thing that notif notifications because <laughs> it was blocking my screen. <laughs> you turn off the notifications for achievements? That's the greatest thing they've ever invented. I know, but it kept getting in my way. I was like, fuck this. I'm turning it off. <laughs> so I don't, I don't do know what achievements I have. <laughs> do you have that option uh, where it has the achievement tracker? Where it tracks how much progress you've made towards certain achievements. I've never used that. I don't. But I hear it's really helpful. I haven't looked into it. I don't, I don't, you know me, I don't care about achievements. You do. Achievements are fun. I don't care as much as Bernie. I didn't invest 300 hours into Mass Achievement <laughs> Collection to speedrun like Halo 1 level. Yeah. I think I'm at like 108,000 gamer score, something like that. I'm barely at 40. This episode is sponsored by The Farm Drinkery. Best dive bar in the corner of a strip center on Champions Forest Drive in Luetta in Spring, Texas. 22 local beers on tap and world-famous wings. Come for the great atmosphere, stay for the free high five. Use the code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your bill. All right, cool. So um, let's get into our last topic of the day, which is uh, Hawkeye uh, started streaming a few weeks ago. Of course, they did the thing where your first two episodes are available right away, and then now they're releasing them every Wednesday, which is what they started doing for Loki. Um, 
So um, we, we can talk about spoilers for the all four episodes. It's no problem. Unless, Adam, do, do you not want the last episode to be spoiled because you haven't watched it? Who cares? Okay. Yeah, I don't either. Um, uh, there's I watched one the first... lit, there's like a five-second thing that would be a spoiler. We don't have to spoil it. Okay. Just watch it's, it. Um, it's an obvious thing when it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... I've watched the first two episodes. Um, the other two I haven't watched yet because I don't I don't have Disney Plus out here. I tried logging into my app, and it said uh, your country does not qualify. So there's nothing I can do about that. Um, but uh, um, I think Dwayne and Bernie have watched all four, and um, we could just give our general impressions of what we like, dislike about the show. Um, I know Bernie was really excited about it being like Christmas themed. Um, that was one of his, and then it, it starts off with a musical, so he was really excited about that. And uh, we'll get into our general impressions. Uh, Adam, what do you think of the show so far? I like it. I like it. You know, it's got action, it's got humor, and uh, it's got like a mom, dad, no, no, mom, daughter, uh, dad, daughter thing, you know? I like it. Yeah, she, uh, Kate Bishop is, you know, um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's a dad. Even though Hawkeye has a family and he has a real daughter, um, he kind of takes her under his wing and wants to protect her from this mess that she's gotten herself into. The sweatsuit mafia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so you're enjoying it so far. You you've liked each episode. Um, yeah, I watched the all three episodes at the same time, so I, I just haven't watched uh, today's. I uh, I got, came home late and I forgot, and I started watching something else. Okay, but I do enjoy it. Awesome. Uh, I'll, since I'm since I'm behind, I'll go next. Um, I thought the first two episodes were really good, actually. Um, I know there's some cheesy stuff. I know that. Um, the actress who p- plays Kate Bishop, I forget her real name. Um, hey, she, yeah, up. yes, that's it. She is uh, not a very good fighter. Um, a lot of her punches look like they actually don't make contact with the person. Um, but I, I, I like her in the role. I think she brings a cool emotional dynamic, especially with the relationship with her mom. Um, I like that this kind of weird sort of scenario where she gets a hold of the Ronin suit kind of fits a little on how she would get introduced to Hawkeye. I was like, okay, that seems like a very easy sort of, um, you know, storyline, but it makes sense to me. And when Hawkeye takes off her hood and realizes she's just a kid, he's like, Oh my God. He's like, he just looks so pissed off Um, because he knows that, he was he was pursuing this person to go beat them up and take back <laughs> the property, and it's a it's a small, you know, it's a it's a it's a not small, it's a it's a teenage woman or a college uh, aged woman like that. He's like, oh crap, here we go again. So um, I loved uh, I loved the humor in the LARPing um, scene where he's <laughs> in the park and he has to enroll himself in a role playing. Uh, I wonder if that's like a. Uh... <laughs> Chekhov's LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> like that was just such a cool. That was a, and and I love the fact in this uh, world 
people recognize who this person is. He's not just walking around unnoticed. Now, he may not be as famous as Captain America, but when he goes to a hotel or a restaurant or he's walking outside, people understand that this is Hawkeye. People at the LARPing episode realize that that was Hawkeye. People at the it's restaurant buying him dinner. He needs to fix his branding. Yeah. <laughs> people people at, the, at the restaurant he was at with his family bought him dinner. Um, people want to take selfies with him in the bathroom when he's watching a play about himself. Um, just that was I, – I like that. I like that stuff. Um, uh, and it's cool learning more about a character that a lot of people thought was just kind of a throwaway Avenger. Right now, it's just Hawkeye, whatever. Um, I, I, I like that this show exists to learn more about him. And I heard that episode four kind of goes into his past, which I think is going to be pretty cool. Um, so, no, overall, I'm really enjoying it um, more than I thought I would. And I don't really have it ranked as far as comparing it to the other shows. We'll do that after we've watched them all. But so far, it's, I like it a lot. I enjoy it. Uh, what do you think, Dwayne? Yeah, I, I mean, it's pretty much what I expected. Like, it's just a fun, goofy show, which is fine. Like, I mean, this is a guy that shoots fucking arrows. So, like, you know, like, I mean, how much you going to... Like, what are you expecting to see here? Um, but I do like that they're, like, kind of, like, he's he's more focused on himself as not the, the, the archer, but, like, that he's a, a fucking trained assassin. Yeah. You know, and he, that's, he's kind of fucked in the head a little because of that, um, which is kind of a cool bringing a little emotion to the character. He's not just a goofy person on the side. But, I mean, overall, it's a fun show. He did I mean, some good, the, cool moves. Yeah. He, he did some cool moves. Yeah. The whole uh, him being deaf aspect, I don't know what that's about, but, you know, it's working so it's far. To, it's to show that, like... He's a human? Actually, he, he's, yeah, he's a human. He doesn't have superpowers. He can't heal or anything. So all the explosions that have been blown up in his face for the last oh. 15 years, now he can't yeah. hear right. Or it's slammed against the wall and shit like that, yeah. I forgot to bring that up. I, when that happened, I thought that was so smart um, because they... But it was like a quick, like, she's like, well, why are you wearing a hearing aid? And why they just show all these clips. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I've been through stuff. Yeah, just five <laughs> seconds explanation. Like, someone in a writing room somewhere said, what if we give him a hearing aid? I mean, this guy had massive explosions just blowing up right next to his head. That's got to cause some type of hearing loss. It's a great idea. You haven't watched episode three, but it's to kind of connect them to the villain too. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool idea. Something small, they explained it in five seconds, and then you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Of course you'd be deaf. Also, I I didn't say this, but I like how they started with the uh, New York scene. Yeah. Showing it from like a a person living there's perspective that was kind of cool too yeah oh yeah when they were showing the alien attack in the avengers one movie of how Mm -hmm. people's homes were being crumpled and destroyed and what it looked like from a regular yeah person's perspective. maybe maybe father's dying i don't know (laughs) yeah very cool stuff 
I, I will say though, I didn't like the uh, when she shot at the bell. Like, why the fuck would that thing fall? Come on, that was a little stupid to me. <laughs> like, Maybe it was just there as a decoration, you know. She's too powerful, Dwayne. <laughs> that was well, a little. It led into, I mean, it. It, well, it made her go back home. That's all. Made her go back home. Yeah, you have to have this angsty teen who's away in college who has rich parents, and she damages something and they expel her from the school or yeah i mean i i I see that happening all right bernie what do you think um i do not like the christmas aspect of it um now i think it will hurt the rewatchability of it um i i understand why they did it it's just but like if I want to rewatch Hawkeye in like July, I'll just be like turned off by the fact that it's so Christmassy. You know what I mean? Because it's very Christmassy. But you watch it at Christmas time. Like Christmas? Who doesn't uh, like Christmas? It's fine, but Christmas in July. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess if you really like Christmas, you can watch this any fucking time of year. Um, I it's supposed to be based on Matt Fraction's run of Hawkeye which I was supposed to receive this week, and then they sent me the wrong book. I got Neil Gaiman's Eternals instead. Oh, so no. I, I had to tell him that to send me Hawkeye. Um, so I was hoping to read... Eternals, I was, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm going to keep it. <laughs> um, I wanted to read the, the comic and see like how it compared to the show, because it's supposed to be like pretty close to it. Um, it it's, it's very silly. It's very, it's very, very silly. Um, I don't know. I think you'll see it in episodes three and four. Some of the arrows and stuff that he uses are just absurd, like purple goo arrows and stuff. It's just, <laughs> it's, but it's fun too. It's, it's silly, but it's fun. Um, it's not like annoying. I like it better than, um, Captain America or, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think it's more entertaining. And like I said, it's funny. Um, Kate Bishop is a great character. I love her. I think she's really funny in it. I think she's annoying, but, you know, she's supposed to, like, you're supposed to feel his annoyance, you know, with her. Yeah. Um, I think she's great in it. I, I, mean, well, I like even, it. Even like the trick hour stuff where, like, she's like, uh, can we just get some more trick arrows? And he's like, you know, you don't go to the fucking store and just buy those. <laughs> yeah, I have I have the arrowheads, but I need the yeah. It's not um, something you can just uh, pull off the shelf. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I'm watching it, and sometimes I'm just like, I just don't understand like the tone of it. You know what I mean? Because it's a serious show, but also not at all serious either. Uh, but yeah, as far as like entertainment goes, I mean, I think it's great. There hasn't been a bad episode. I'll say that. And then the fourth, obviously this latest episode has been the best one, I think. So, I mean, I like it. I, I know we're not ranking them, but I don't know if I like it more than Loki so far, but it's still early, but it's good. I like it a hell of a lot better than What If. <laughs> I'll tell you that. 
All right. Do you, so, I mean, we do all you believe? Do you think the rumor of who the the baddie baddie that we haven't seen yet is is true? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Can, can we say what the rumor is or no? We can if you want. Because you know, yeah. you know. Well, Robbie hasn't seen episode three, but the 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 bad person in episode three is associated with the kingpin. Yes, so I did hear about that. Kingpin. That they they're kind of insinuating that I'm like, it could be nope, kingpin it's related. Fucking, it's fucking. This is a uh, what's his name all over again. Because it would make sense that maybe. Here, here's my theory. If it is Kingpin, then maybe next week's episode you get the Kingpin reveal, and then Spider-Man No Way Home you get the Daredevil reveal in the same sort of two-day time frame. Right? I I cannot imagine it being Kingpin. Okay, that's what I heard as well. But I I, I, I would know. be shocked if it was Kingpin. Why? I just I, I to. Introduce him and Hawkeye. It just seems insane to me. Well, he, I don't know. But, uh, the, the I mean, they introduced Kang and they introduced Kang and Loki. Yeah, it's true. I don't know, but I, I think seems this like is such a, a whole, big bad guy. This is a whole Mephisto like. But, but Bernie, he's a big get bad guy to you. But for I think for most general audience people who are watching these Marvel shows. I don't think he's that big to them. Now, having Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin is huge. To us, we'd be like, holy crap, it's Kingpin. But to the general audience, or you know, they may not even remember. They may not even have watched it. You don't Daredevil. think Kingpin's a big bad guy in the Marvel Universe? He is to me. But to the general audience, like who likes to watch these casually with their families or they want to see these adventures after the movies or whatever, I don't think people know who that is. Yeah, maybe. I think a general Marvel fan who sees the movies and watches the Disney Plus shows does not know who Kingpin is. They only know what's being told to them through these TV shows. They don't. I just think it would be insane to have. So potentially, yeah. Depending what happens in Spider-Man, and if this is Kingpin, we would have Kingpin, Kang, yep, Green Goblin, Doc Ock. Although I think he's going to be a good guy. I think he's going to yep. switch and be a good guy. Lizard, Sandman, um, Electro. Kang- Kangaroo, Electro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the yeah, schemer. Like a there could be all sorts of <laughs> craziness. The chameleon. The chameleon will yeah. show up at some point. Um, That's a lot of big venom. There, that's a lot of big bad guys all happening in a world where we had a lot of small bad guys, and then Thanos. You know what I mean? It would be a huge shift in in what they were doing. And, right, because all the bad guys in the early movies, they were, you know, they were bad guys, but they weren't, like, big bad guys. Well, Red but, Skull's pretty big. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. he was only in one film. And, yeah, and, but I'm saying, in the comic books, he's a big bad guy. You know what I mean? Same thing, well, like, Kingpin's a big what, bad guy, but not in the cinematic, and they're all they all have to make way for Doctor Doom anyway, because he's he's obviously the best bad guy. <laughs> what Bernie's saying is that you know you had uh, bad guys like Whiplash and um, yeah, uh, you know, fake Mandarin, famous um, baddies, but not but not like big baddies like yeah. Vulture, Vulture yeah. and Mysterio. You know what Bullseye. I mean? 
What Adam? Bullseye. Bullseye. He was a bad guy too. Bullseye was in Daredevil, the Daredevil season. No, well, That's what you're talking no. about, right? Yeah. No, he was in he was in the left Punisher left. season or something, right? No, no, Bullseye was in Daredevil season three. Remember, he he um, uh, wore the the Daredevil costume and was like the fake Daredevil or whatever. It's been a while. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Daredevil and Punisher were basically like the same show. Like they were so like tightly like together that it's all the same shit. No, but I know what you're saying. Like each, Mar- you know, you had like Ronan the Accuser, and yeah. then you had Ego, and then you, you know, you, you. I understand what you're saying. I can go through all the movies and list all of these. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Go through right all here. 25 and, <laughs> and list them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that. Uh, I'm glad we're Poison Harvey awesome. from Black Widow. He's a bad guy. Oh my god. Yeah. Jeez, that dude. Um, Did you know Black Widow was married to the Red Guardian? I didn't know that. I just read they read. I was, <laughs> I read today there they uh, in a Spider-Man yeah. issue is when they redesigned Black Widow and turned her into that black like leather suit like the Black Widow that we know now. Mm-hmm. And they were doing like the flashback of like her falling in love with Clint and all this shit. She talked about her husband, the Red Guardian. I didn't know oh, that was wow. supposed to be her. I didn't know that was her husband. Makes the movie, movie a lot weirder. Dad or a <laughs> dad. <laughs> yeah, it makes the movie different. <laughs> it's awesome. All right, so um, I had an idea for the top three, unless it's someone else's turn. But um, um, let me know if we've... I don't think we've done this I, before. I had an idea that Chloe asked... She asked me a question today, and it's not a top three, but it's a question that I was like... Let's this just do that. Hey, this dude. might be good for the podcast. Adam yeah, might sure, not like ahead. it, but <laughs> no, no, that sounds that sounds great. Let's do that. All right, you ready? Bernie's gonna yeah. love this. If if you had to be any Disney princess, which Disney princess would you be? Easy. <laughs> Go for it, Jasmine. If you could be any Disney princess. <laughs> That's what I said which... too. Your best Disney friend is Prince. Raja the Tiger. Like, come on. You're already rich. Ooh. You know, like Yeah, you're already super rich. Like you have no problems. <laughs> a lot of the princesses have like major problems in their life. <laughs> Jasmine has no problem other than the fact that she ain't need no man. <laughs> <laughs> like what what like what problems does she have in that movie? None. No, she That's doesn't. What I yeah. That's what I like I like uh, the uh, Beauty and the Beast uh... Bell. Yeah, the... Oh boy. Why? Um, I don't know. She had she was a good person. I liked it. Can we talk about <laughs> just for one second? <laughs> Belle sure. in that movie is the luckiest person of all time because she falls in love with this beast guy, not knowing that he would turn into human. So she's yeah. like fully like into the whole like this is <laughs> <laughs> I am in love with an animal, basically. <laughs> and like, you know, the beginning of the movie, they have all the townspeople talking about like how weird Belle is. Uh, they're Pretty right. True, right? <laughs> yeah, they're 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 right the entire time. Like Belle is fucking weird. She falls in love with this beast like animal. 
I never thought of it that way, but and she doesn't even funny. care if he turns into human. Like she doesn't even know that's an option. <laughs> like she's not into like she's not like oh well if I fall in love with him he'll turn into a human and then my life will be okay. No, she's all on board for fucking this uh, big wolf bear thing. That's a really good point. Uh, who was the? Is she a Disney princess? The one that can shoot arrows. Yeah, brave Merida. Yeah, brave. Yeah, yeah. Her name's Merida. I, I like her yes, character a lot. Yeah, I've, I've seen that movie only once. I don't remember much about it, but I remember really liking that character. So I would probably pick her. Well, she, she was well. She's kind of a like. She's already got money and stuff too, though. I mean, yeah, she, she has, like, she has money for school. being like caveman, fucking Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't I like, think she's like today standard wealthy. <laughs> no, but I mean, Jasmine is the is the, if this was a, like a a draft, she would be the top pick. She's yeah, she's super wealthy. She has to be, and like she has a really cool sidekick and uh, lives in a fantasy castle. I mean, like Elsa's gonna be. Elsa's gonna get married. Yeah, Elsa's pretty good too. Rich and yeah, she's you have super powers. rich. Well, she gave up her kingdom. Anna is the leader of Arendelle now, so she, I'd imagine that she gets most of the money because Elsa's in charge of the forest people now, and I, I don't think they have the coffin, the the coffers of Arendelle. I've seen that movie three times, and I don't know what you're talking about. He's talking so about the at the end of movie. Frozen Two. They split up, and I've Elsa returns to the the forest people, and Anna I've, takes over Arendelle. How did you Arendelle know that that has trade their, with all these country. countries that we saw in the first one? Oh boy. You know, they, they established his big trading partner, um, the the old guy with the mustache that asked him to dance and stuff that turns on him. The creep, the creeper, um, <laughs> just the the little old guy that like yeah the creeper. Old... <laughs> yeah, the, that's their biggest trading partner, and they arrest him at the end, and they tell him you're not allowed to trade with us anymore. So we know Arendelle trades, <laughs> and there's value there. Where the forest people, I mean, they're like living off the land and shit. So I would think Anna is would be the one you you don't have the cool ice powers, but you have the money. In the castle. No. Fair enough. In the castle, yeah. I like how like Robbie's like, how do you know this? Like you don't think Bernie's watched these movies six hundred times with his kids. Yeah, what do you think I do all day, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I I I um <clears throat> like cause you guys know that I'm not a huge um uh, cartoon movie fan so you know uh <clears throat> excuse me my kid watches you know toy story and uh luca and uh frozen and all that stuff she really likes unfortunately those movies are not engaging to me so i'll sit there and watch them with her but i don't remember what i watched because i'm i i just can't get into these worlds i've always had that problem oh We're naming our daughter Briar Rose, which in the Disney version of Sleeping Beauty is what she calls herself when she's in hiding. But in the Brothers Grim Tale, that's what Sleeping Beauty's name is, is Briar Rose. It's a good name. So Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm all in, baby. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> all right. And with that, uh, we come to the closing of our show. Wait, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. Before we... Oh, wait, what do we forget? I want to hear what your three options were. Oh, no, I was just going to say um, 
what uh, uh, since since I'm traveling internationally, I don't think we've done this. What three countries would you guys like to visit? Do you have like a top three places you've always oh, wanted to go? We haven't done that yet. Well, yeah. well, you can go to Burn Appetit uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys have you guys discussed that already, do the top three. We'll do yeah. it real quick. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, so it sounds like you guys have already had that topic, but yeah, if there was three, well, that was a that was a food tour though. Okay, like outside of the United States, um, so you can't like pick Hawaii or Alaska. Um, Pick pick three international destinations. Um, I'll go first since I talked about it. Um, Number three is Australia. Always wanted to go. Heard it's beautiful. Really want to visit. Number two is Japan for the culture. I just I'm fascinated with Japanese culture. I would love to go. And number one is New Zealand. Um, it's really expensive to go to New Zealand. And it's I've just got another actually, Australia. Well, that's, that's their Australia. slogan. I have, I have a friend who lives there who um, would take me on a wonderful, like non-touristy tour. I would get to see all the stuff that the locals do. Plus, I, you know, he would take me to all the Lord of the Rings stuff. So um, I was just gonna say your fucking yeah. ass is gonna go see all the the Lord of the yeah. Ring village and shit. Of course. But, so yeah, those are my top three. Uh, who wants to go next? Me. I've never okay. been in, I've, I've never been anywhere, so I would pick the normal ones: uh, England, uh, Paris, you know, and uh, Italy, Italy, Italy. Yeah, I think for someone who hasn't traveled a lot internationally. Those are a very good three. London, England area, um, France, and then Italy. Those are those are like highlights, I believe, for someone who just wants to see um, something outside of the U.S. So those are very good choices. Well, I also haven't traveled out of the U.S., so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Well, unless you count Mexico, I've been over... Like, I crossed the border one time. <laughs> Well, I'll be like barely, barely, yeah. barely over. Uh, but for me, I think number three would be Greece, especially like the islands and stuff, plus the That's food and all that stuff. Uh, two, Australia, and one, Japan. I'm, I'm, I'm in that trajectory with you, probably. Good for you. Very good choice. Uh, surprised to hear Australia's. It's interesting. Um. Uh, I would go India. Sure. This is going to be food related. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Japan. Japan, honestly, would probably be my number one, but I'm going to put it number two. The number one is going to be Singapore. Now, on Burn Appetit, I said Philippines, but I did not mean the Philippines. I meant Singapore. And that's just me being okay. a dumb American, thinking they're the same thing. <laughs> Singapore is what I meant. Uh, my dad uh, would travel to Singapore all the time, and um, he said it's gorgeous. Um, he loved going there. He said the people are so kind, the food is delicious, and just everything is beautiful. Like everything is just like a like a like a photo, you know, you're looking at in a book. So yeah, um, Anthony yeah. Bourdain, whenever he was doing his travel shows and stuff always talk about how much he loved it because it's right in between India and China. So you have this blend from both countries and like their food is just a, like a mix of the two. Mm-hmm. And if you're combining Indian food and Chinese food, like I'm all in baby. If that, if that's your food, Oh boy, sign me up. 
Awesome. Oh, very good. You guys all picked great places. All right. So uh, thank you guys for joining us on another episode. Um, this will probably be our last, maybe our last episode before Christmas, or we might get together again if we can for Spider-Man. No, we're, no, we're doing one more. We got to do yeah, a okay. Christmas episode. Christmas episode. Right. next. We'll week. do a Christmas episode. That, I, I like that. Um, so again, yeah. follow us on our, our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Three Beers and a Mic. Please follow us on Across the Streams uh, Media as well. Um, and uh, thanks to everyone. You, you can find other shows on there. Oh, absolutely. Front Row Negative, yeah. uh, Dorksman, Secondary Heroes, Art of War, Bearing Ain't Easy, STS Guys, Toy Rewind. Toy Rewind, I, uh, yes. Maybe guesting on. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, Very good. The Movie Gap. <laughs> movie Gap. Did we get everybody? Oh, Dan Aykroyd and the yep. Burt Reynolds Charles Bronson podcast. Did you say front row negative? He did, yeah. Yeah, go to the website. You'll you'll see him. (laughs) Awesome. Well, uh, until next time, guys. uh, We'll see you in a few weeks. See you later. Peace. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.